Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Are you still cutting your own grass? Are you still trying to get your landscaping to look perfect on your own? That sounds sweaty. That sounds like a lot of work. That sounds like a job for Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Family-owned and operated Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services, located on Kern Street in Exeter near Blue Ribbon Dairy, has the quality and experience to get your yard looking its best. The Garden Center offers plants, trees, sod, mulch, rocks, flowers, topsoil, grass seed, straw bales, and much more while the Lawn and Landscaping Services offers mowing, trimming, planting, and full landscaping. Visit them on their social media pages for more info. Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Get your free estimate today. Duffy. Yo. Welcome to the two-time award-winning podcast, The Popco Project. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. You know, this is awesome because uh, I feel like I've, you know, I've been on your sh- uh, podcast, you know, in spirit because I hear left and right that I get name-dropped and I've never had a chance to actually be a guest on your podcast. So this is finally pretty awesome. Well, it's funny because, yeah, um, you know, we trashed you on the episode with Prospector. Yeah, we mm-hmm. heard about we wanted, it. We wanted to uh, bury you in the ratings so you couldn't afford your Starbucks coffee. JK, <laughs> JK, just JK. Of course, of course. Uh, and then um, just uh, re- released today. Today is Wednesday, the 21st of September. I'm not sure when this episode will drop, but um, released today was Candle in the, in the Dark. And uh, we yep. talked, talked to Dave about you and uh, your pink heels. I'm assuming... You're wearing your pink heels right now as we speak. Getting ready for tomorrow. I am not wearing them. Uh, And Dave is a great guy, by the way. Dave uh, from Candle in the Dark. Awesome dude. Uh, No, I'm not wearing them. In fact, it's funny you mention that because, you know, the whole reason I'm doing it is I'm part of that Paint Pittston Pink uh, Gentleman's Dash, which by the time, you know, this drops, I'll have done it already and hopefully have not broken my ankle. Uh, But, uh, you know, it's a 50-meter dash in high heels. uh, And I got, like, these stupidly big uh stiletto type shoes and um i probably should practice right i haven't done that yet uh, the only uh, time i've worn them was on pa live and they were not it. comfortable at all they were not comfortable at all i don't believe it uh i will tell you though that as you and dave were talking about that event you mentioned that uh i was gonna go all out and try to win and hell yeah i am of course, of course. <laughs> yeah of course i'm gonna want to win that dash well before we get too much further we should probably let the people know who you are Okay. Mike Duffy. Are you doing that or am I? <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> okay. And you, can, you, can, you can elaborate if you'd like. But Duffy is sure. the program director and midday guy at 979X. Uh, and I think some other stations as well. But um, 979X is Northeastern Pennsylvania's, I guess, what, number one rock station? Uh, yeah, sure. Or, or rock station. Like, I mean, look, yeah, we're, we're, 
We are the rock station here in Northeast PA. Uh, we're the only station that plays the stuff we play for the most part. You know, we're the station you go to if you want to hear Breaking Ben, you want to hear, you know, I don't know, Five Finger Death Punch, the new, you know, Stained, whatever. If it's new music, we're going to be playing it. So, right. And do you care to elaborate on uh, anything else, other stations mm-hmm. that you're on? Well, I do. Uh, so you mentioned I do um, middays here in Northeast PA. So I'm on the air uh, 10 to 3 at 97.9X. I'm also on um, our station out in uh, Michigan, Saginaw, Michigan, uh, the rock station Z93. I do afternoons there. And then I do uh, a Saturday out in Boise, Idaho on uh, KKGL. Um, uh, so I'll do a midday uh, Saturday afternoon out there. So, you know, just helping out. Uh, I, I really enjoy being on the other stations too, because it gives you a chance to, uh, it's weird because I actually think I do better uh, sometimes on the other stations. Cause I don't, you know, I'm from this market. I'm from Wilkes-Barre Scranton. I'm my family's here. My friends are here. I grew up here, went to high school and college here and all that. And for some reason, I think that sometimes plays on me, you know, and when I'm out in Michigan, I can just, you know, relax and be a little more loose and not necessarily care. You know, that, does that make sense? Well, yeah, no one's going to see you out and be like, hey, I heard you mispronounce uh, so-and-so's name wrong. You idiot. Well, and you know, that's not actually true because I was actually just out there. Uh, <laughs> I was out there for an event. Uh, so I spent a couple of days out there um, hanging out and being a part of it and, you know, uh, mingling with listeners. And every single one of them called me out for something. <laughs> it was fun. It was a good time. Well, it's good. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, uh, 979X is owned by Cumulus, who has stations mm-hmm. all over the, the, the country. So uh, that's pretty neat, being a part of a, a station that that size. Yeah, it is. You know, it's a, it's a good company. I really enjoy who I work for. Uh, I mean, locally, we've got I've got a great boss. I've got great coworkers. Uh, you know, corporately, I like who I work for. I mean, it's they're good to me, so I, I can't complain. I'm still employed. That's always a plus. You know, <laughs> you know how that works. We've been yeah. in this game a long time. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny. Like, and and we'll get to all that. Um, you know, you've been. Um, I think at all the the major clusters, but before we, before we get into that, and it's going to be funny because I said this to Prospector, I said it to Hoover, I said it to Neil Trauma. I feel like I'll probably get to know more about you uh, tonight than the co- combined years that I've known you, which is probably. I mean, I know I've known of your name for, for probably twenty years, but uh, I got to work yeah. with you back in uh, two thousand thirteen. And I've known you pretty well since. Right. But before we get into that, like, I mean, who is Mike Duffy? I mean, you know, are you from here? Like, do you like, like what, what, uh, how, outside of you being birthed by your mother, like how, how, let's talk about (laughs) Mike Duffy, you know, coming up as a child. Yeah, because we don't really need to know that part. That's a little no. too in depth. I don't yeah. know that my mom would be happy well, relating that story. Here's a joke. <laughs> I, I say that like, I mean, how did how did you start? You know, and everyone's like, "Well, yeah. my mom, uh, my mom gave birth yeah. to me." I'm like, I don't want to hear about that. So no, I, I no one wants to hear any of that. I want to nip that in the butt. So, um, so in high school, you know, I picked up the guitar, and you know, music's always been an important part of me. Um, you know, I'm a huge Van Halen fan. You know that because we've worked together. I'm a huge fan of music in general. I can listen to almost anything. Um, I picked up the guitar. I played in band in high school. I've played in bands, you know, cover bands over the years. Um, so when I was looking for something to do in high school, like, what am I going to do? I initially was a music major. Um, I applied to two schools. I was accepted to two schools as a music major. And right before my first performance exam at Marywood University, where I ultimately went, I thought to myself, what the hell am I going to do? I don't want to teach and I'm really not good enough at anything else musically. 
um, to be a professional stage musician, like in an orchestra or something like that. And I'm like, well, how can I stay connected to music in some way and, you know, have a career and at a, uh, at a at a career fair at my uh, high school, uh, I stumbled upon the uh, the radio and TV program, and I thought, wow, that's cool. I could you know do radio. Ultimately, ended up spending more time on the TV side, which is by the way where I met Prospector for the first time because he's also a Marywood um, alum. I will remind people that I don't think he graduated. I did. Oh, burn, burn. <laughs> oh, he left. That? He left, but I, I think he finished later, uh, much later, much later. Anyway. I spent more of my time there at Marywood on the TV side. You know, we were required to do radio shows and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it was an alternative station there. And we reported to the College Music Journal and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, from there is when I landed my first uh, internship and ultimately uh, my first professional job uh, over at KRZ, which was kind of cool. And I spent uh, a good chunk of my career there um, in the beginning. So, you know, it's the, it's the, the interest in music, the love of um, hearing it, breathing it, you know, music means something to a lot of people. I, I, I would be surprised if you couldn't find someone that didn't relate music to, you know, important parts of their life, uh, things that have happened. Uh, and certainly I'm no different, you know, I just get a chance to work with it every day, you know? Yeah. Music is very powerful. And that's one uh, reason why I keep forcing my way <laughs> somehow into, into right? what I do in my life, because obviously I'm not with uh, a radio station. I'm not with any form of media any longer, but um, yeah, it's, it's a very powerful thing. And you mentioned uh, you started at KRZ. KRZ mm -hmm. was at one time, I don't know the, the chain, but when I knew it was Intercom, now it is Odyssey. Um, talk about, I mean, KRZ started, I believe in 1980, it hit the mm -hmm. airwaves. Um, and it's one yeah, of the biggest signed on, Yeah, it is. They signed on in 1980. Um, obviously Jeff Walker, everybody knows he's the, one of the original jocks hired in 1980. So, and he's still there and that's unheard of in, in our industry. You know, you don't stay in one place for that long, nearly as long as Jeff has, uh, in this market, I uh, started as an intern with the Rocky and Sue show, ultimately became a part of that show and was there for 14 years. Rocky and Sue are like family to me. They're not even, I wouldn't even say they're friends. They're my family because I've spent so much of my professional life with them and got to be so close to them that, you know, um, a, a lot of the things that I learned about how to do this job, I learned from them. Um, I'd like to think that I learned how to do it the right way, thankfully, because um, I did have a good long run there. Uh, and I kind of bounced around different time slots and, you know, uh, while always doing mornings, but did other things there. And I, you know, had a good run there. Um, ultimately got let go on a budget cut and moved over to Shamrock, where you and I both worked. Um, spent some time working um, on Rock 107, ultimately got moved over to the alternative that where, where you and I were at Fuzz 921. Um, and then, you know, same thing, budget cut and boom, now I'm at 97.9X. So it's, and that's kind of the way our industry is, you know, people move around. So I think it's interesting that you noted, I can't remember who it was, whether it was Hoover or Prospector, you were talking about it. Um, there's no real bad blood or uh, we're all friends in this business. You know, I, I still am friendly and count those guys at Shamrock, my friends. I've got people, you know, at the other clusters that are my friends. There's no reason to be, I mean, look, are we competitive? Sure. Do we want to beat each other? Of course, that's our job. But, you know, outside the building, 
we're still friends. You know, I still, I literally just pro- talked to Prospector uh, a week ago. I called him up on my way uh, to Bataglia's up in Scranton for something. And I'm like, dude, I haven't had a chance to look at the new specs on the iPhone. Is it worth getting the pro over the, uh, the you know, the regular pro over the pro max? And we were going back and forth about that. And I said to him, you're absolutely right. You never, ever, ever, ever pick up that phone and call to make plans for dinner. I'm like, so we're going to have to do that. <laughs> you know, the, him and his wife and my, myself and my wife. You better stay on that because he will. Uh, oh, I know. Find a way out. Yeah, no, I know he will. He'll probably we'll get down to it, and uh, he'll be like, "Yeah, I don't feel like going." I think I've spent more time um, cycling with him, doing you know like the Tour de Scranton or the Endure or whatever it is. Him and then Rocky from KRZ than I have in actually hanging out socially and going to dinner or whatever. <laughs> so but you know that's cool you know that's the way it should be you know just because we compete just because we work for um we're in the same industry but we compete against each other doesn't mean we can't be friendly with each other i never understood that whole you work for the competition so you're the enemy thing i've never been the way i've uh approached working in my industry so never 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 not never see no i you know because i you know i like to think um I like to think I'm a reasonably, you know, easy to get along with person. I don't, I don't think there's any reason for that kind of stuff. You know, obviously there's probably going to be people that don't necessarily mesh personality wise, but that doesn't mean that they are your quote unquote enemy. You know what I mean? See, I can't, I can't say the same about myself. I can't say it. Yeah. When you were Johnny Weekender back in the day, you were all about it and that's it, man. If you worked for anybody else, it was, I remember not anybody. It was. It was. Well, more, the competition is the what print, I mean. The print, yeah. Right. I mean, I the was print not, competition, uh, sure. Yeah, they were more of like a just a pest, and it's funny that like it's, it's how things happen. Like you know, it, you're a prime example. You know, uh, Intercom and Shamrock and Cumulus, and you know, I went from the Times Leader Group that you know owned the Weekender to Times Shamrock that mm-hmm. one time had uh, Electric City, and so it's funny how things happen. But yeah, I mean, I was. I mean, I don't think it was a fault, but um, I mean, I, I was a hardcore. I mean, I almost got a weekender tattoo. I mean, wow, that is entirely too hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, no, not because like I was like in love with it, but it was more like you know this is part of my life. It's part of who I am. I, I you know I lived, breathed like like everything that newspaper that, that Entertainment Weekly, um, and um, I wanted to bury anybody else trying to do the same thing. Like and. You know, it's funny now how things are, and I don't know if it's just that I got older, or maybe I, you know, matured a little bit, or realized that like that's not the way to be. Um, you know, we're we're better together than we are trying to, you know, step on each other's necks. Sure. But I don't know. For me, it was I wanted to be number one. I mean, I grew up watching Michael Jordan. Like, I mean, he's a prime example of like, you know, he's gonna like beat you and then step on your neck on the way out like sure and i think that i think that mentality is fine but you can leave that in my view at the studio door i mean once you walk out the studio door or when you're walking out of the building you know you can leave that stuff behind you you can still i think you can still be competitive but at the same time you can still be friendly and you know cool because you know especially in this day and age as you well know uh and i'm a great example of you never know who you're going to be working with next you know Um, and the last thing you want to do is either a create and leave a bad impression about yourself to your future coworkers or potentially your future bosses. It's just, it doesn't make sense. It's not the way to do it. 
you know, I was never mean. I was never mean. No, no. And certainly not suggesting that you were, uh, but uh, it's just not that I I don't think that's how I would approach it. I would rather everybody be cool and look, let's, let's, let's compete on the, on the playing field when we have to. And then when, you know, when we're not competing, we can still be cool. Yeah. Well, sing Kumbaya and, Oh, I don't know about that. I don't okay. think I want to hear you sing Kumbaya. Row, row, row a boat together or something. Yeah, like that. something like that. <laughs> you kind of you kind of sped through like your career in radio, and it and it spans a thousand years. I mean, I have been you, I you have been are, doing radio a long time. You know, you may be old as dirt, but you don't look at it. You don't look at it at all. Like you look young. You look well, younger than me, that, man. You look younger than well. I am, but uh, but I mean. You, you sped through your your stages, and obviously, oh, you know what you said just now. Like, um, you know, keeping it cordial and keeping you know the the positivity and keeping the hey, we're in this together type of deal. I mean that you, that would not have happened. You know, your career would not have been the way it was had you not have been. But I mean, talk about KRZ and your time there. I mean, you were Psycho Mike, right? Is that is that the? I was. Um, you know, when I got hired there, it was a completely different time in radio. You know, in the the mid '90s, I started there in 1995. Um, I started as an intern with Rocky and Sue, and I eventually worked my way up to being, you know, full time, full fledged person on that show, um, their producer and a third personality, and you know, learned how to do the job, learned how to be um a, a radio professional from those guys and in that time and um i think a lot of what i've taken from there I, i've carried forward into every other thing i've done i you know i i learned one of the things the one of the best pieces of advice that sue gave me back then was you know make yourself invaluable make sure you know how to do more than just your job and i've always taken that um advice with me you know uh, was I good at, I eventually got good at screening phone calls and trying to be a personality and, you know, anticipating the needs for Rocky and Sue to, you know, help prop up their show. But I was also pretty good in like doing production, you know, putting commercials together, doing the imaging, all the stuff you hear in between the songs. So I did that, um, helping out at events, you know, I tried to do a little bit of everything, some very, very, very light troubleshooting if something broke, you know, because when you're on doing a radio show and something breaks, you still have to do your show. It's not like you can just flip it on and say, Hey, we'll be back when we fix this unless there's dead air. So, you know, we just try to do as, do as much as I can learn as much as I can. And I took that uh, mentality through that, um, 14 years run there, uh, which, years. you know, that was, yeah, it was a pretty good run there. Um, you know, I started in 95. I ended up leaving in 2008. And quite honestly, it wasn't fun for me to be to uh, be let go from there because I honestly thought I would have been there for my entire career. I was very naive at that point about how radio worked then. Um, but, you know, that, that stretch of my career also coincided with... Um, a lot of things happening in my personal life. You know, I got married. I got engaged on the radio. I got married. Um, my daughter, who is going to be 20, um, uh, literally a few days from us taping this, uh, was born early, I might add, premature. And, you know, I took a couple of weeks off uh, from work when she was born to be able to be home and help out and get used to having a baby that had, you know, that was a little early, earlier than expected. Um but then eventually, you know, talked about that on the radio. So a whole chunk um, of my life um, played out on the radio because that's how it was done then, you know. So it's interesting to look back on that time 
um, and realized just how many phases and things of my life happened in that chunk. You know what I mean? And, and it was, it was cool. You know, I, I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot from it I, and I made some great, uh, some, some great relationships, uh, there too. And people that I still talk to, like I said, Rocky and Sue are still two of my closest friends. I consider them family. You know, I was just talking to rock the other day, as a matter of fact, you mentioned you, you kind of shared your life on the radio and mm-hmm. at that time of our lives, like, you know, we, in 2022, we share literally everything, you know, mm-hmm. we, we have lunch at, uh, I don't know, a peculiar slurp shop. We're sharing on Facebook. What was it like uh, sharing your life? And I mean, obviously, you kind of you didn't touch on it, but you kind of alluded to it in your your uh, your your tone. Your daughter was born early, and I mean, that had been kind of difficult. it was stressful, dude. We um, I remember so at that time, you know, obviously doing mornings, I would get done working at like noon pick up my wife. We would drive down to Danville because there was no NICU here back then. And that's like an hour drive, right? So we'd stay there all day until the NICU shut down for the night at nine o'clock. We would pick up some fast food and drive an hour back. I'd get up at 3.30 in the morning, do the morning show, and then do the exact same thing again for 56 straight days. Um, it was a very long 56 days. But, you know, it, it's just... I was lucky to be able to do that because doing mornings, you know, I got to be done at noon and could get to go down to um, the hospital and spend the day uh, with my daughter and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, the trade-offs and, you know, everything just, everything works out for a reason. And having that career at that particular time and being on that times um, in that time slot, um, it just all worked out for, for the best for me. And, you know, it, um, it allowed me to do things I probably wouldn't have been able to do if I had a normal nine to five type job. You know what I mean? Sure. So, uh, but yeah, and it's weird because, you know, people back then would talk to me and, you know, if you would go off for coffee, like, Hey, how's your daughter doing? Like they would know her name, obviously they know my, my wife's name, my name, you know, when you were talking about every single thing you do, um, people ask you about it. And in some respects, it's kind of cool. Um, well, in all respects, it's kind of cool that people care that much about your, um, what you have to say and what you feel and what's going on that, you know, they listen that intently that they feel like they've become friends with you. And that's kind of cool. And I, and I've met listeners that, you know, I've talked to, um, over the course of years and and it's, it's cool when, and that even still happens now, you know, I, I had, we, uh, Motionless and White was just in town at uh, the Pavlina Montage Mountain, and I did a Zoom interview with Chris Motionless, and I offhandedly said, you know, because my nine-year-old son, Michael, is a huge fan, and he said that he wanted Chris to teach him how to scream correctly, because he's into that. And Chris is like, well, I don't know if I can do that, but I'll teach him how to do a bleh. And a listener at the show came, pulled, uh, pulled me aside and said, hey, did your son get to get a quick vocal lesson with Chris? Did he teach him teach him that? I'm like, well, he, we didn't get a chance to know, but it was still pretty cool that he offered to do it. So those kind of things still happen that people pay attention. And that's, you know, uh, I think that's a kind of a really, really, really cool thing that, you know, people are invested in what we have to say. You know what I mean? And what's that like? I mean, you have a 20 year old daughter, a nine year old mm-hmm. son, you've been on the radio their entire lives. Like I always said, like, I mean, I was Johnny Weekender, um, well before my son um, was born and Johnny Weekender was dead well before my son was born. And then I actually was working in radio. I got a, a local radio show on air. Mm-hmm. Um, which and I Lincoln was, wasn't born yet then, right? 
He actually was. Yeah. Well, I, I started in 2017 in August. He was born in December of that same year. So I was on air for almost three years for, you know, when he was alive, but he's a kid. He's like, right. you know, not, so like not enough to make the connection. I, I always knew that. Um, all right. I always had a feeling that I would, you know, kind of fall from grace, so to speak. <laughs> uh, by the time he ever knew like yeah. you know, what any of this ever was, yeah. what was that like for your kids? I mean, that's gotta be pretty neat. Um, well, it's funny that you say that because I have this conversation with my daughter constantly, um, who, by the way, works for us part-time now at Cumulus as a, as a remote tech, um, nepotism, right? What? What? Yeah. Right. Does that never happens in Northeast PA? That doesn't happen at all. Come on. (laughs) Well, that's what she's studying. And (laughs) who do you know? Who do you know? Who do you know? That's right. Uh, seriously though, you know, when, when she was younger, it was cool at first because, you know, she got to hear daddy on the way to work to school or to school and her friends knew and blah, blah, blah. And then as you get older, it's like, eh, He's been doing this a while. It's not that big a deal. Um, it's cool though when you can get to you know meet people that you're listening to musically. You know, if you get to go backstage and that kind of stuff when when it happens. Um, and then there's the thing where you know, oh, your dad. I know your dad from this, or I know your dad from that. It's like, how does she get away from that? Is the big thing now? It's like, oh, I know your dad from the radio, or did you see your dad did this? I heard your dad do that. Um, you know, your dad's going to be over at this show or, you know, so I, I think it gets old after a while for her. Um, now my son is at the, uh, beginning of that where it's cool again. So right. he's into it, you know, cause he gets to meet Chris motionless or whatever. And, sure. you know, he'll go to a concert with me because we like the same style of music. My daughter does not, by the way. Um, so I fully expect him to get to that point where he's like, yeah, I don't really care about this anymore. It's, you know, it's not, it's not that cool to me anymore. And then we'll hit that point where, you know, everybody comes to him because they know who they know of you. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm sure at some point he will get to that, uh, where, where it's not that exciting for him too. I, my daughter's here somewhere. I should probably yell up to her to have her come down and ask her what she thinks of that. I mean, she definitely wants to be on the, uh, number one podcast. Oh yeah. She wants to be on the number one podcast. Of course she does. Yeah. Well, yeah. Podcast, with podcast. Well, 2022 podcast of the year. So, I mean, I mean, that's important. Whenever, whenever she can grace us with her uh, presence. Yeah, <laughs> and, when, and when I see her down here, I'll grab her and see what she thinks about that. If, yeah, if she wants to be, uh, you know, exposed to five viewers or listeners, I mean, I can, I can make it happen. You have at least six. Come on now. <laughs> okay, me, my wife. I was listening you'll, earlier. Yeah, you'll yeah. watch this. We actually made you. Uh, I told you we wouldn't do this. You, you wouldn't be on the podcast, uh, right. the, the number one podcast, if you didn't listen to it. No, but seriously, um, that's really cool. I mean, and, and I'm I'm hoping that I can continue to, and not for, not for any like vain reasons or things like that. But like I, I, I uh, it's it's cool to be a father and be looked up to, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I you, yeah, I get it. It's it's cool it's cool when your kids think you're cool. You just have to be prepared for when they don't, because they will eventually not think you're cool anymore. And I try very hard not to be cool on purpose. So, you know, as you well know, I like irritating people on purpose, which is why we do all the the puns that we used to do back in the day, you know? Pun theater, my man. (laughs) Inside joke. (laughs) We were on, we were on to something though. I mean, like, I think we we, we we were doing that. Like, I don't think, Radio stations kind of utilize their social media um, yeah. on an effective level, and like we we started these 
these videos and we started because yeah. you kept using them all the time and I, and I couldn't stand it. Oh, I know. Now there was a lot of acting, like top notch acting, by the way, <laughs> I must admit, <laughs> by myself. Right. But um, yeah, these puns, terrible. I think you had one earlier for me. And I, I did. Uh, you know, what kind of concert only costs 45 cents? A 50 cent concert featuring Nickelback. Nickelback. Yeah, I knew. I was going to yeah. say it. I, I kind of knew that. Yeah, you knew where I was going. But yeah, and, I, and I'm thinking too, Johnny, that you uh, you want to be cremated because, you know, it's the last hope for you to have a smoking hot body. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the best part about you're that not, is there's partially some truth there, right? You're not wrong. That's why it's <laughs> I'm fun. I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. I'm uh, actually, we, we had some good times there. There were some good videos. I wish we. I wish they still lived yeah. somewhere. Um, the one with the clock, yeah, the one with the clock where we were, uh, you were eating lunch or I was eating lunch. Uh, no, you were eating lunch when it came lunch. out, and did, that was that's my favorite. Yeah, that's that my favorite. One. That was, that was a good, good one. one. I wish we had that that you could throw up here, but unfortunately, it's it's lost in the ether of space of internet. Yeah, there was one too. I remember you came to the back office, and I had a pair of scissors in my hand, and I was going to mm-hmm. cut you. Yeah, I forget what that was. Um, they were good. Something about carpets or umbrellas or uh, I don't know. Who knows? I don't remember. But yeah, I mean, you're a nerd. What can I say? It's the truth. I, you know, I, I, I literally uh, getting my coffee this morning uh, from Starbucks, the, the barista who I see like every day because I go to Starbucks every day, even down here, which we used to do uh, all together. You, me, Prospector, Hoover, all that stuff. And she mentioned that I had a, you know, she's like my Star Wars T-shirt. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm a nerd. Today's Andor coming out. So, of course, I'm going to have a Star Wars T-shirt on. I literally hate uh, May 4th every year. May the fourth be with you. <laughs> I hate it. I can't stand it. It's, and it, it's amazing. Somehow you're always the first person that pops up in my feed on, on social media. And I'm like, God, of course, I have to be, you know, got to post something about it. it. I'm going to start texting you now, now that you said that on May the 4th. I'm going to set a reminder, text Johnny Popko. <laughs> and, then, and then you guys, you guys don't even let up. It's like the next day no. is, is Revenge of the 5th. Yeah. Rem- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Revenge of the 5th, man. You got to keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> what did I hear? Did I hear your daughter? Uh, no, I, I think hear that someone? was my son. Okay. Hey, Abby. Yeah. Come here. I thought yeah, maybe she's, in the other room. I she's thought, coming over. I thought somebody was like, oh, here it goes dad again with these nerd jokes. Oh, no. She's reluctantly coming over. It'll take uh, her about, oh, here she comes. Come here. You're going to jump on a podcast with us real fast. It doesn't matter what you look like. Don't worry. I've got Who a cares? quick question. No one's watching. This is Johnny Popko. He she can't she can't hear you because I'm wearing an earpiece. But he wants to know um, if it's cool or not. Did you do you think it's cool or do you still think it's cool that I work on the radio? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, when you're not talking about you know May May fourth and shit when I'm not talking about May the fourth for Star Wars Day. Mm-hmm. Is that yes. about right? Is that about accurate? So. Yes. It, you know, do you, you don't, you did find it cool at one point, right? Yeah. Not so much anymore. <laughs> don't look at me. Look at him. Yeah. <laughs> ask her, ask her how she feels being on uh podcast. How do you feel you? being on the number one rated podcast in Northeast PA of 2022. It's pretty cool, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I know. I know. She's going, all right, good. You can go back to whatever you're doing. <laughs> okay. Thanks. I think I printed that shirt. <laughs> oh, did you really? You might have. It's very I likely. So. I think we printed it. It's very likely. Yeah. Shadow Axelrod. You got your own, you got your own coffee bugs, man. Oh, yeah. When do I, I get one around. of those? Don't, don't, don't they get, don't guests get that for appearing on the program? I mean, come on. These are new shirts I got made. It's $15. Oh my! God. Oh wow! Look at that! 
<laughs> I'm not going to be ever able to get rid of that image now from my head. $15 and it's yours. All right. Fair enough. 15 whole American dollars, huh? It's very, right. very soft. I got gotcha. you. I like it. Quality prints that Axel Red screen printing. Shout out How about I just trade you one? Like I'll send you a, uh, you know, I'll send you a 97.9X one. I mean, that seems like a fair deal, right? All right. That's, that's, that's fair. I can, I can, right. I can get on board with that. <laughs> or you can just grab one from the last order. I just did it. Axel Rad. Yeah, so. I'll just print it myself. I don't care. <laughs> print it yourself. <laughs> what am I doing to pay this guy get out of here yeah right <laughs> but, uh, what, do you, what do you got in there you drinking beer or what it's water mm. yeah i'm just doing propel so nothing exciting here it's definitely not beer yeah it probably should be though this conversation would go so much better it's right it's definitely not beer <laughs> no couldn't have been might be i don't know but uh all jokes aside i mean you had a 14 year run at uh, krz that's pretty good and, 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 yeah uh, you know, it, obviously, we know the the climate that is radio in any media, yeah. really, and any media really is very maybe fickle is a good word, but it's very here here today, gone tomorrow. You know, yeah. it's a very um, what's the word I want to use? I, I don't know, but um, uncertain. I, I don't know, but it's it's kind of scary. Like you, you never know what could happen. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. It's it's always changing. Technology does that, whether it's our industry or other industries, and you kind of have to roll with it. And you know, you have to be willing to um, understand that those changes and challenges are going to happen, and you have to be able to learn new skills and not just say, "Well, I only do this." You've got to be able to do this, 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 and this, and be good at all of them. You know, and that, and that's not a bad thing necessarily because I think it keeps you engaged. I think it keeps you. Um, learning new skills, which is important because um, at some point you're going to need them for something else, right? Whether it's in your professional career or your um, or your uh, personal life, you know, I, at, at one time I actually taught radio um, at Keystone College for uh, a couple of years as an adjunct, which is a completely eye-opening experience, you know, just just because you think you, you know a lot about the industry and you, um, you know, are going to get to teach kids how we do things, it's a different world. They see, you know, they see it differently than we do. Um, radio for sure. Uh, and the world, it, it was a very, uh, opening experience. I can tell you that. Um, I did that, you know, just one class, uh, a semester, uh, when I was at Shamrock and with you, um, it was fun. It was stressful. It, I, I do not envy teachers. I mean, they they uh, certainly deserve every dollar they get, whether you're at the elementary level or the college level, because kids are not fun to deal with sometimes. No. Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're a parent. You get it. My kids are. I, I don't want them to grow up because they're 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 perfect right now. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want them to be teenagers, and especially my daughter. Oh, I don't. I don't even want to. Yeah, wait till she starts dating, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to think about that. Um, But what I was getting at with the, you know, I've been at KRZ for 14 years and, you know, you you said budget cuts and um, led to your your dismissal. Mm -hmm. Um, I I mean, how how was that? I mean, Uh, it sucked, man. It sucked. And I'll tell you what, I think that I will tell you this, and I don't know if I've ever said this to them, but I really... um, I really damaged, I think, my relationship at that time with Rocky and Sue because I was really bitter um, about being let go. And I um, 
kind of walled myself off from everyone there for a while. And I shouldn't have, um, because obviously it's not their fault. They're not the ones making the decisions, but, uh, but okay. I just did not want to, I just did not want to be bothered by anybody. Um, I did not want to be associated with that, um, that brand, that company, any of that stuff. I was like, I'm just out of here. I, I don't, I was checking out and then I was, you know, uh, misguided in, you know, in that. But the, I mean, I, I, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? But like, sure. You were in a relationship for 14 years. Think about, mm-hmm. think about that was a, a girlfriend, like how you would treat them or how you would act towards them. It's like, I mean, I don't, and I'm sure that Rocky and Sue to this day would say, yeah, we get it, man. Like, it's fine. But like, I don't think how you felt, um, you know, you should feel bad about that. Um, maybe, maybe not. I, I mean, I see your, I see your point and I, and I get the analogy and it's, it's pretty spot on, but at the same time, you know, again, they're, they're my family. I, I, that, you know, I, there were different ways to handle that. And in hindsight of that being 2020, if I had a chance to do it again, I would certainly do it differently. Um, because it's look at the end of the day, it's, it's, um, it's a business and people are doing what they got to do. I'll, I will be honest and say, you know, the second time that it happened to me, um, when I got let go at Shamrock, it was a completely different experience for the most part, because, you know, I had been through it once already. I kind of knew what to expect and I had a landing spot, you know, a, a lot quicker than the first time around. Um, and ultimately it, it ended up, um, being a blessing in disguise because I got to a place where I never thought I would be. I never thought I would be in programming. It was never my intention, um, getting into radio or, you know, I'd never done programming it in the 14 years I spent it, uh, at KRZ. I'd never done that at Shamrock when I worked a little bit at Rock 107 and then, you know, at, at Fuzz 92.1. Um, I always thought on air was going to be the the big driver for me and do being in morning drive at some point. I mean, I wanted to have a, a morning show that had my name on it. Um, you know, for a little while, for like one ratings book, I was partnered with Prospector and that was great because we had a lot of fun. Um, it ultimately didn't work out, but from the management perspective, but you know, it worked out for him in the long run, which is great because he, he is great at what he does by himself. You know, (laughs) I think ultimately I probably would have needled him, uh, daily and gotten under his skin to the point where he's like, yeah, I can't work with you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, but we had a great, you know, we had a great time working together and it's so, you know, ultimately moving over to where I'm at now and, you know, being in charge of a radio station was uh, a new challenge that I'm like, this is awesome. It's really great. It's stressful sometimes because, you know, you're responsible for everything and you're held to different standards. Um, but at the same time, it's been a great, uh, I look at it as a great resurgence professionally for me because there was a time when I was like, I'm really done with this. I'm done with radio. I've had it. The industry is just not the same. But I don't feel that way anymore because I've got a new challenge that, you know, has really, I feel like, um, brought out the stuff that I, the passion, I guess, um, the things that I loved about radio the first time around when I first got into it, um, it brought that back for me. So, and every day is a new challenge, you know, and we get to do fun promotions. We get to put together events. Uh, we get to do stuff that, uh, you know, I, I like to think that not a lot of other people are doing here, um, in this market. So, you know, it's fun. I don't want you to start painting the, the picture too pretty yet. 
let's talk about just hammer it down a few notches then huh all right i said i wanted to learn about you and that i would learn more about you now tonight than uh, i've I've known before and obviously people i mean that watch or listen to this maybe they want to you know learn more about radio and you know we're kind of giving them an inside look as to like you know how how up up and down it could be Mm -hmm. you went from krz how how long were you uh a year and a half that's a long time it is a long time. You figured that was 2008 when the economy kind of tanked. Sure. Um, and I thought, well, this is not going to... Here's the thing, too. You know, when you're in radio, typically, moving around is expected. You're going to move to different states. You're going to move to different cities. You're going to move and work for different companies. But I'm from here. My family's from here. My wife's from here. My wife's family from here. We've got kids who are now planting roots here. I don't want to leave I, you know, I, I have tried here and there over the course of my career, but not with enough seriousness that would make it worth it for me. You know, I had literally two, two of the best offers that I wanted to consider uh, taking up were well outside of where, you know, my life would be acceptable to us moving and rightly so. And ultimately, you know, those things in the long run didn't work out. Um, and I would have been right back to being out of work again. So, you know, um, being out of work for a year and a half is kind of mind numbing. Um, and then when you start to try to find jobs outside of the industry, you start to realize like, Hey, am I good at anything else? Like, can I do anything else? You know, is this it? And I finally ended up, um, getting hired by a cell phone provider to sell cell phones. And I went to training because, you know, I should probably back up a little bit. Um, I got let go in October. I got called by um, the program director of Rock 107 in February and to ask if I'd be interested in coming, but they didn't, they were on a hiring freeze. I'm like, well, why are we even talking then, dude? This isn't, yeah. you know, you know, and we, but we kept talking because I was interested in what they wanted, uh, wanted before. Um, they wanted me to come and work with Daniels and Webster. Um, Jay Daniels, unfortunately has passed away long since um that point but you know i was excited about that because you get to work with the heritage morning show everybody knew daniels and webster um you're on rock 107 heritage radio station 1980 also signed out in 1980 yep. ironically on my birthday february 20th by the way um so it, you know ultimately it took a year and a half to get there i ended up getting a job with a cell room provider because we just hadn't gotten together yet i worked for two weeks in training hated every minute of it um I'm like, why am I even here? But ultimately, we've got the, you know, things worked out and got got to Rock 107. And then... Um, Real quick, before you... John, John... Before you jump jump ahead, and I... I um, what was that like working at a, a cell phone provider? I mean, because you went from... Horribly at, different. Horribly different. But just like, just mentally. Like, I mean, you go from... And, and I'm not trying to, like, glorify, you know, radio DJs or... or you know, put down uh, people who work for cell phone companies, but like you go from a, a, a place where people know who you are, you're sharing your life. People sure. you, you put on the street, people are like Duffy, what's going on? Or cycle Mike at the time, like, Hey, your kid and blah, blah, yeah. blah. I mean, what's that like mentally to go from that level of, you know, being known and, and in that, in that way to now you're selling cell phones. Well, I never actually sold one because I didn't get that far. I never got out of training. I quit before I got right. that far. Okay. <laughs> but, well, you're, but you're sitting in uh, training and you're like, this is, this yeah. is my life. So, uh, you know, the biggest thing I, I took away from that experience was um, I did not like the structured environment of 
uh, working for a cell phone provider where you're, um, you cannot check your email unless you're on the clock. Um, you have to clock out and turn your phone off when you're not on the clock working. Um, it's a very routine, very structured atmosphere. As you well know, when you're in radio, um, if you're doing mornings and you're a producer, you're booking guests sometimes for the next day up until 9 p.m. that night because a lot of times if they're on the West Coast, they're three hours behind you. You check your email constantly. You might be working on something early in the morning that doesn't get finished till later at night. Um, you know, I actually like that that kind of freedom and that flexibility and being able to, if you have an idea, work on it right then and there. If you have, Hey, I want to see if I can get this guest book. You can work on it right then and there, or you can start something at one point, finish it later. I didn't really thrive. I found in that two weeks, two and a half weeks in that very structured, very tightly controlled atmosphere. I didn't really think, I mean, when people asked me, you know, the, the, people that I was training with, Hey, what did you do before? And I said, they were like, Oh, that's really cool. How come you're how come you left? I'm like, well, feel like I'm like, Oh, feel like I fired, you know, it happens. Um, but I never, at that part, never really, honestly, never occurred to me about the, Hey, you know, you've gone from being, you know, a personality on, you know, a number one morning show on a heritage radio station to, Hey, I'm going to learn how to sell cell phones and upcharge people for, cases or whatever, you know, it was more of, for me, it was more of, I just don't understand this professional lifestyle of you can only do it, do this, this, and this at this time. And you have to turn your phone off and you can't check email and you can't return calls unless you're on the clock and that kind of stuff. It just, I never understood that. And it just didn't, it didn't really fit with how, you know, I liked working. So that was the bigger problem for me. It's ironic that you had to have your phone off when you're selling cell phones ironic right well you know there's the whole union thing, but i, I was know, trying to avoid that and i get it yeah so but uh but that was uh short-lived thankfully yeah right? it, two and a half weeks and i felt i i, I felt uh, a mix of feeling bad for actually uh getting hired because i remember the the woman that hired me said you know uh, she thought i would do well at the job based on what i did before but she's like i'm really nervous that you're not going to be here long and i ended up not being there very long <laughs> I never got out of the training because, they, you know, things worked out. They yeah. 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 I mean, and we had it is what it is. more potential. I mean, again, not knocking uh, those who sell cell phones. They probably make a very good living and whatever. But I made one good connection there. I made one good connection there. And you and I both know him. Jesse Fox, the photographer. Oh, sure. He worked yeah. there, too. And then I didn't connect with him until years later when he started, his, you know, doing uh, photography and he started doing uh you know, photos for us at Fuzz, um, for, you know, band stuff and all that kind of thing. And he's like, did you used to work at AT&T? I'm like, yeah, did you? Like, yeah. So it was kind of cool. You, you never know who you're going to be along the way. Yeah. Well, perfect segue. Let's talk about Fuzz. Let's talk yeah. about Fuzz. Right, you started at Shamrock. I think you said you were... Um, 2010. Yeah, you are fooling around with um, Rock 107, but I, I guess... Uh, you know, ultimately, the, you know, the, I kind of bounced around for like a year and a half there, um, responsibility-wise. I, I got hired to work with the morning show. Daniels and Webster kind of blew up um, four days into my career, four days. And I thought, man, I'm going to get fired. This is, I just got hired and I'm going to be fired again already. Uh, ultimately, I kind of bounced around going from mornings and then did afternoons for a while and then uh, nights. Uh, and they just kind of moved me around. Let's, and ultimately, let's, real quick, let's clarify when you say the show blew up. Um, that means it didn't get bigger; it it ceased to exist. 
It ceased to exist. That's correct. Webster left and um, it, it just, it stopped. It, it ended. And at that point I thought, well, so is my job, but it, it ultimately didn't. I ended up lasting seven years there, which, you know, um, ultimately after a year and a half of being on rock, they moved me to the alternative that they signed on. Um, and I started doing afternoons there. Uh, and I did afternoon like two to seven or something like that. Um, and, you know, I, I was there for a while until they eventually moved me to doing mornings when they put a live morning show on and then brought Ferg in. Have you had Ferg on your show yet? On your podcast yet? Not yet. No. The Fergalator. We're just going to keep shouting out names. We shout out Jeff Walker. We shout out uh, Ferg. Well, we'll you got them all Rocky on. on, too. Get them all on. Yeah, Rocky. Let's yeah, go. Get them all go. on. Rocky. Let's, let's go. Go. get them all on. Um, podcast of the year. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. So, you know, I was in charge of the the production department, making commercials and all that stuff and doing mornings there. So I had an interesting shift, but, um, you know, and then that's kind of what I thought, well, Hey, I'm going to be doing, you know, mornings again. This is great. Little, you know, not the same kind of morning show that I did, um, working with Rocky and Sue, but it was still fun. I like the, uh, I'm an early morning person to start with. I like being up early. Uh, so that works out for me. And my schedule, uh, you know, and obviously being in morning drive is something to be excited about because that's the, it's the drive time everybody wants when you're in radio, right? If you have your, you want to have your own show, you want to be doing morning drive, um, unless you're doing a, you know, a local music show, then you do that on, you know, Saturdays, like, uh, you know, I know, I know a guy that does, that, that did a pretty good, you know, local music show. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, you know, um, it was a good time there, you know, doing, we did some cool stuff. We were on a, I thought an interesting, uh, run of, you know, having, uh, some alternative concerts that were making some noise, you know, a brand that people were passionate about, you know, maybe not necessarily huge in the ratings because, you know, smaller signal, that kind of stuff, but a passionate fan base for alternative music at that time. Um, and doing something different, you know, we had really well attended uh, unplugged sets in that theater they have there. We had a couple of great fuzz fests that were really good. I mean, two years in a row, we had the two hottest bands in the country between um, Congos and then Walk the Moon with two number one singles or whatever they were at the time, right? They then were had, great. Then we had, was it, it was still fuzz when we had Weezer, right? Weezer, yeah, Weezer and Panic. Yeah, I mean, that was, I mean, so for me, and one of the reasons I came over to Time Shamrock was because of Fuzz. I mean, Mm -hmm. I felt that from, like, I felt like that station was like an audio version of what The Weekender was visually and in print. Um, Just because of the, the, the type of music and the stuff that you guys were doing, it was very similar to, you know, the, the space that I lived in. And, you know, my time at the weekender, I felt was just like done. I, I felt like I, ha- I did everything I wanted to do. Uh, but that was also an interesting uh, course for me because I went from being like the GM of the weekender to um, just a sales guy at the yeah. radio station. And, that may have, I don't, I don't want to say that was, it was presented to me differently than it was. Um, maybe I felt that it was going to be something more than it was. I, I don't know how it really, it's just not really fair for me to say, but um, end of the day, like that station was doing like really cool things. Like I didn't even care about mm-hmm. Rock 107. Like when I'm not in, when I'm in sales too, I'm like, I was like, I don't even care about the station that you can, <laughs> you, know, you walk in the building and say Rock 107, they know what you're talking about. Like I was like, 
Yeah. Let's, let's talk about fuzz. Let's do fuzz. And and you're right. We did some great things. We had a lot of private artist showcases in there. We had mm-hmm. we had Blue October. We had uh I think Everclear was there at one point. Um Airborne Toxic, yeah. toxic Events. Um 21 Pilots before they blew up big. Yeah, that's it's crazy to think about. And that's what the station was built on. It was like we're gonna bring you you know, music first that you've never heard before, but before it gets picked up by the top 40 stations, the PHTs, the KRZs and things like that. Sure. Just, a, it's just, it was a cool station and I'm really disappointed. Well, I mean, it worked out for me changing to alt and, and everything that happened, the transition, I'm sorry, what happened to you? <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> but like, it, it was cool. Um, it was kind of like a changing the guard almost, but like, I don't like, I mean, I hated the name. I hated the logo. I hated the colors. I hated everything. You love the, the colors because there's like purple. purple. Yeah. You love purple. But like, I mean, I felt like with that station, like you have, it was like the weekend or you have these, this unlimited potential. It's like the a thing that you can take risks with and you, they wanted to take it from fuzz and they went to alt 92 one. And like, this is what you guys spent three months on. Yeah. This, 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 you spent three months on this. And I was like, what the hell are we doing here? Like, what are we like? What? You know, um, yeah, it's weird. Right. Because, and look, everybody has a reason for doing whatever they're going to do. I, I have a tough time in hindsight, again, being 2020, um, thinking it was such a terrible thing. I mean, obviously, like you said, it worked out really well for you. It ultimately worked out really well for me too, because, you know, only, I was only, you know, out of the game for like two months uh, before, you know, I got squared away here at, uh, at 97.9 X and, you know, ended up taking on a different, uh, a different, you know, slightly different U-turn to my career and what I'm doing and ultimately have, you know, regain that passion for doing radio, but in a different way. And arguably, I mean, this might be the best part of my career professionally, you know, for me, I often sit down and think about that here and there when we, when we do events like, you know, um, for me, it'll be tomorrow, but by the time this airs, it'll be like a week or two ago. Um, the, the whole locals only live at Montage Mountain, you know, doing fun events like that, doing our, um, pop-up shows where we'll bring a band and play unplugged, but instead of doing it in a conference room, we'll take them out somewhere. We've done, you know, a bunch of those and that's fun. You know, the, the putting it together, matching the band with a, a venue that uh, is fun for the, the artist and the listener, you know, um, that kind of stuff is fun. Having, having a say over the playlist you know um i never thought i'd care about that but i do you know it's kind of cool there's certainly pressure that goes along with that and but you know it's it's kind of fun and you know it has its advantages it's it's a completely different animal so i i can't say it was you know a terrible thing it actually ended up to a a big career uh growth for me 100 percent. like and it was it was weird how that all played out too because you know it was almost like they tried fooling you and Ferg because they wanted to flip it from Fuzz 92 1 to Alt 92 1. Mm-hmm. And it is, we're off the air for like two months or so. 
No, I don't know if it was that long. I don't remember, to be honest with you, uh, how long it was. But yeah, I mean, it's it's it was certainly at the time suspect, but you know, whatever. I, I still kept my same schedule hours-wise. Sure. I still did the same thing. It, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I, you know, in the back of my mind thought, well, there's always this possibility that this is going to, you know, go a different way than they're telling me. And that, you know, that can happen. And, uh, and it ultimately it did, but that's the way that that's the way the industry is. And I think you just, you have to be prepared for that, that right. eventually that's, and I mean, could that happen to me now? Sure. It could, but, right. but then I, you know, then I'm done because I've worked at all three majors at this point. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I got one more for you. You can go to, okay. but uh, I don't, I don't want to see that happen, but no, it was like, no, it, was just, it was just weird how that all played out. Cause like, I mean, I wasn't even in programming or anything like that. And I'm, but I was like, even, you know, like, well, this doesn't make sense. Like this is not going to end well, which is, which is sad, but obviously it was great for you. So let's, let's talk about that. You know what too? I mean, I think it was great for you too, because think about it. You went and did, like you said, it it was a good time for you professionally because you got your local show, you know, you got to establish uh, relationships and connections with venues and artists. And ultimately it, 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 it seems to me from my perspective that it showed you you're interested in something more than being on the business side, the, the sales side of it. You've, you know, you've had gotten a podcast out of it and, you know, something you found something else that you're passionate about that you probably didn't realize when you walked through that, the doors that first day that I met you there, you know? No. And I honestly, I, I so everything, everything worked out well. So I'm going to, I'm going to speak, I'm going to f- speak freely because that happened. Right. So like you and Fur got canned, they brought a guy in from Detroit who had a local uh, show as well. And I remember I had pitched the idea of having a local radio show on Fuzz to the GM at the time, not asking for me to do it. I wanted somebody to do it because I believed, I always believed in the, the local music scene. And um, I wanted someone to highlight that. And I felt like as a locally owned and operated station, we should be able to do that. And I remember the guy who was the GM, um, his name's Sean. I won't even say his last name, but kind of looked at me like I had like five heads and I'm like, Oh, yeah. okay. Um, there's a lot I could say about that, um, management, uh, period, but I won't. Um, but so, yeah, so like what that, I mean, that, that came up, you know, you know um, his name's, uh, PK came in to, to run alt. And, um, he's like, I had a local radio show out in, um, uh, Michigan. And, uh, I'm like, dude, I, I wanted to do that here. Like, but like they laughed at me. And he's like, oh, we should do that. I'm like, yeah, we definitely should. He goes, you should, you should host it. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I have no business being on the radio. Like, I can barely speak to you in front of you right now without mumbling or falling over words or whatever. And he goes, you're the, you're the guy for it. You've been you've been in it for this long. Like, you'll figure it out. And I like to think that maybe I did. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it was it, it proved value for our area so much so that I believe you guys brought back the locals only show on the X. Yeah, we did. Um, I mean, it, it existed long before my time um, there. Uh, uh, and we actually purposely didn't. I, I can't tell you how many times someone said to me, um, a few people in particular said to me, you should bring back locals only since they're doing that. And I, abs- and I was adamantly like, um, no, why? I don't want to do what they're doing. And I adamantly would not do it because you had your show until your show stopped and then we brought it back because then you needed an outlet there's a reason for that that's not true i started the show in 2017 you guys started locals only like i think 
six to eight months after. Really? I don't remember that being the case because, you know, I really, I was really adamant about not doing it because I didn't want to be seen as copycatting, um, you know, and it was, it was like, it was eight months or so, maybe less. I don't know. I can't remember. It's not important um, because I'm happy that there is a station. Ultimately the, you know, ultimately the reason you do it is because there's a lot of great talent here, right? There are so many great bands here in Northeast PA that are not going to get time on radio because it's just not the way the industry works. And it's, it's tough to, to tell bands that is that, Hey, I can't just go and spin you in the middle of the day because I like your band. I would love to. Yep. But ultimately that's not how the industry works. That's not how the medium works. I mean, Spotify isn't going to do that. Um, granted that's a whole different animal, but you know, it's just not the way it works. Uh, and there'll be like, well, why, why can't it do, why can't you just do that? Because, you know, there's a lot that goes into what we play. You know, it's not just, Hey, I feel like playing the new Metallica today. It's not the way it works. Right. And people don't seem to, you know, so oftentimes the casual listener doesn't get that or the local band doesn't get that. And look, I would love to play the good songs. You know, at the end of the day, people turn on the radio because they want to hear their favorite songs. Right. Right. So unless your favorite song is by a local band and it may very well may be, you know, you're not necessarily going to hear that, you know, it's a radio is a mass appeal um, medium. So our job, our goal to get ratings is to appeal to the most amount of listeners possible. And, you know, sometimes local music is just not that way to go. But at the same time, you've got to help develop those um, those bands and give them a, a creative outlet for them to be able to hear their stuff on the radio so that, hey, they can get better, too. You know, sure. there are some great bands around here and they deserve the attention. Yeah. You know? well, and I, I was talking to, uh, like I said, Dave from uh, Candle in the Dark, and I was mm-hmm. saying to him uh, very adamantly, like, I, as much as I'm envious and it's a, it's a good envy. It's, it's, um, it's, uh, it's, um, I miss doing it, but I'm so Mm -hmm. happy that there is a station who, um, you know, dedicates an hour of their time and it's a good time slot. So, you know, it's a Sunday, but it's 7 PM. It's not, you know, buried. And that's the thing too, because you got to look at how do people use their radios today too. And Sunday at seven, while it may not seem like a great time, people are home and they can actually dedicate the time to it. Right. So if they know that their friend's band or their, their favorite band that they've seen at whatever venue around here or whatever, whatever the case is, that's a reasonable time that they'll be around to be able to stop and listen because it's a Sunday at seven. What, how many people are doing something at Sunday at seven? I mean, Let's be honest, you know, right. so yeah. it works out. It's, it's a good time for us to have it there. No, it's great. And uh, I'm, I'm so I'm happy because, I mean, you know, we we definitely weren't the first stations to, to do a local show. There is one no. that's that's been around for 20 years. I want to get into it, but um, it focuses on some current, but a lot of like just older stuff. This it's not the bands that are out there hustling and grinding and, and doing stuff currently. So I'm I'm just very happy. I, I said to Dave um, from the band Candle in the Dark about that. Like, so it's a great thing. And then this will air after this event. But you guys are doing um, an event at Montage called Locals Only Live, featuring five great local artists. 
Um, and uh, you're going to be hopefully walking around in your pink stilettos. Yeah, I will. <laughs> um, no, but I, I mean, it'll be, it'll be after the fact, but I mean, um, talk about, you know, you're an on-air personality program director, but you're using the platform for, for good. So you're part of the paint pits in pink. Um, I believe your father, unfortunately had passed away from cancer. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing about that. Talk about that uh, it's yeah. to me, and I'm glad you used the word platform. We in radio have the ability to do a lot, right? I mean, and you, you well know, people are always hitting us up to help promote their event, their, um, whatever fundraiser they're doing. And there's always somebody that needs help, but we have the ability to, to make a difference and to actually, um, to do some things to give back. And we should, because it's the right thing to do. And I, I'm proud to say that when I was at Shamrock, I helped, you know, raise $10,000 to um, give to Candy's Place, doing a promotion there to help raise money for them. And by the same token, I'm excited about this. Paint, we've been a, a supporter of Paint Pits and Pink for a couple of years now. Um, this is the first time I've been asked to do the Gentleman's Dash. I've done the 5K a bunch of times. Um, and I heard you mention to Dave in in his uh, in his that I would be competitive about it, and I am. I mean, I know I'm going to get probably crushed in the fundraising part because a lot of the guys that are from the Pittston area are just you know they have a ton of that community support, and that's great. But um, I thought, well, what am I going to do outside of just having a you know a fundraising link? And I thought, well, here's a great opportunity for me to pair what I do well or what I like think that I do well and connect audiences with local music give the local fan uh bands a chance to get in front of some people and play at a, at a place in a venue that's a little larger than maybe they would get to normally i mean montage mountain ski resort in the lodge it's a pretty big space you know they're gonna have a stand they're gonna have full production they're gonna have full light show stuff that they may not normally get playing their regular gigs um and they've all been gracious about donating their time and i can't thank them enough for that um, in fact, one band, Traverse the Abyss, had custom T-shirts made that they're going to sell and donate that money, which is fantastic. Saw that. Saw that, um, yeah. And I, I certainly appreciate that. And, you know, we've got some other stuff going on. At the the $10 charge at the door gets all donated. In fact, we're not even going to touch the paint pits. Then Pink will be there to uh, to collect the donation at the door where you can you know, win autographed guitars, that kind of stuff. And, yes, I'll be walking around in the high heels because that's what I have to do for it. But, you know... Uh, we should do that kind of stuff because that's what we're supposed to do. Um, part of being in radio is serving your community. And what better way to serve your community, the people that, you know, we have a chance to raise money for, but also your music community, the the local bands that, you know, could use a place to play because there's not a lot of those anymore. You know, that when I was right. playing in bands back in the day, there was a lot more venues than there are now. Um so it, it gives them an opportunity to play. And I, and I certainly thank them because we've got, you know, five great bands, um, I, you know, Murder Witch with Butch Fra uh, Frable's project. He's a phenomenal guitar player. I've never actually seen him play live. So I'm super stoked to see him because he's a fantastic player. Uh, the guys in Stay Loud, they're awesome. Uh, the Holtzman Effect, you've got... <laughs> You've got a dude with just like a killer voice. He looks like Dan Bilzerian and sounds God. like Chris Cornell. Dude, that guy cannot get more handsome. I don't, I don't like, I saw him at the awards like last week. At <laughs> right. The Steamtown Awards. Oh my God. And he's, and he's like dressed up to the nines. Like, I'm like, God, dude, get and out of here. You're one of the most genuinely bad. nice guys you'll ever meet. Yeah. Tyler is one of the most genuinely nice guys that you'll ever meet great yep. voice you know and then of course traverse the abyss they get that they get the heavier metal side of things eric is a 
cool dude, great front man, um, big fan of our station. So I love that. And obviously, and then Candle in the Dark too. You know, you talked with them uh, last week or the week before. Dave, great guy. Um, I actually, I hook, I, I hooked him up by uh, saying, "Hey, I want to come down and check out your studio." And then I, you know, swayed into, "Oh, by the way, I put in an event together. Would you be willing to play?" But I mean, I'm lucky that, you know, bands are interested in being a part of it, too. So, you know, I can't thank them enough for all their support, too. And, you know, there's so many musicians in and around Northeast PA. We get submissions every week for Locals Only. And I have to say hats off to Lazy E because that show is his baby. He does it from start to finish. He talks to the bands. He, you know, tags them every week in a, in a post. Um, it's sponsored by Music Around in uh, in Wilkesbury. So we have a sponsor for it that believes in local music. Um, he you know, decides who's going to be on the show. Um, so it's all his baby and he does a great job with it. If he ever needs help, let him know. <laughs> Tell him, let me know. I will certainly let him know that, uh, that Johnny Popko would like to, uh, partner with him on that dude, show. I, well, I mean, music around, I'm, I'm going to mention, Harry's this. a great dude there. I'm going to mention this because, uh, not to interject on the whole thing, but like, because of, I want to talk about music around. They were one of my first sponsors when I started the show on, uh, all 921. First, first guy to jump on board. So, music around Wilkesbury. I mean, uh, Harry, like you said, great, great guy. Dustin Douglas works there. Yeah, uh, my a lot of good Josh, musicians work a lot there. Of musicians work there. It's great mm-hmm. store, great uh, yeah. atmosphere. I just great got a deal. guitar from there. Great deal. I literally yeah. just got a guitar from there. Yeah. So, but no, what I'm what I'm saying is like I'm 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 happy. Like, and you know, you're doing a great thing. Um, you know, by using like I said, using your platform for good, um, and and highlighting the local musicians and that's what i that's all i wanted to do when i started this thing um and i started i, I kicked it off with uh, the shirts for the scene where mm-hmm. i donated uh all the proceeds back to the bands whose t-shirts that we sold because mm-hmm. like, i remember at the beginning of the pandemic yeah with Axelrod, we talked about that too on the on the air uh on our side of it and, you know and that's the cool thing that we we have the ability to not only give back to our community but do it in a way that's fun and interesting and you know help more than just one subset of people right so we're helping yeah. listeners but we're also helping local musicians too because we're giving them a chance to play and they're and they're certainly helping us you know because they're yeah. they're obviously willing to play um uh, right you know it's donating their time to be yeah. a part of it you know which is great you know we've got a good relationship i think with um i feel like we've really built up um a genuinely good relationship and rapport with the local musicians here because you know we're basically willing to give just about anybody a chance on our station. You know, you'd have to be like, I don't know, (laughs) hardcore wrapped at this point to not get on with us at locals only, because, you know, we try to stretch our boundaries as much as we can because we want to support as many of our local musicians as we can. Right. You know, we're a rock station. Yes, but we'll, we'll bend the rules a little bit here and there. Sure. And by the time this airs, I will have announced that, um, uh, I teamed up with uh, Back Mountain Brewery uh, to create uh, a beer supporter. Yeah, um, and uh, the 100 percent of the proceeds from the sale of the four packs is going to be donated to the Lake Lehman uh, music programs. See, isn't it great when we're able to do stuff like that? But you know, do it in a way that's fun for us too. You yeah, know, and that's the, it, it's 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 important. I think it's important to us, right? It's, it's, it is it's not only, it's not, it's not, it's never expected. Right. But it's like, it's genuinely important to us to be able to, to take what we do and, and hopefully provide good. 
you know, I, um, I oftentimes along those same lines, like, you know, we, we do all the cool experience stuff on the air, right? We give away concert tickets, we give away backstage passes and nothing drives me crazier than if you, then if we give away a backstage experience, um, or even if it's just as small as you get a chance to meet the band and get a photo or something and you don't show up. You know, because I, I think some of that some of that go, t- gets taken for granted because either a you want it or b a lot of times now bands have their own um, VIP thing where you can buy it, so maybe it doesn't have the same flash that it did. So the sure. I've taken uh, um, this happened to me a couple of years ago at a Shinedown show um, at, at the Pavilion, and I, I've been, I've tried to do it ever since that day. Is that you know if somebody doesn't show up, I'm going to make sure that that spot gets filled. And as I'm standing there um, at the venue, uh, I, I saw a family that had their son there um, just hanging out. And I had two spots uh, on this guest list to, to go back and meet Shinedown. I mean, I walked over and I you know, started talking to the family. And um, it was this boy's first show. Never been to a concert before. He's going to see Shinedown and Godsmack. I'm like, well, do you want to meet Shinedown? Because yeah. we can you know, we can go back. And he was super excited. So then Live Nation turns around and says, hey, we're going to print you up a certificate that says it's your first you know, concert. I'm like, that's great. So we give that to him. Um, so he and his mom and dad get to go back and then shine downs. People hear about it. And they're like, well, why don't you, um, why don't you keep them towards the end? Cause the band is going to uh, spend some extra time with him since it's his first concert. And then they're going to sign that. Um, they're going to sign that thing that live nation, you know, printed up for him. So he got to, you know, meet the band. They talked with him forever. They took all these photos with them. They signed his first concert certificate. It was a really cool thing. Um, and I've actually gotten to be friendly with that family since then because of that, because they, you know, they listened to the station, obviously, um, which I found out that day. And, you know, it's cool to be able to do that, to be able to help someone get an experience of meeting their favorite band, um, unexpectedly you know that gen and getting to see um i think he was nine at the time um how excited he was to to meet a band nervous too you know right for the first time because i think sometimes we in the industry take that for granted because we it's like it's, it's another day for us it's another you know unless you're super passionate about the band it's just work for us right um but to be able to do that for someone who's outside of our walls or whatever so to speak and get to meet somebody that that they like to listen to that they paid to go see i think that's kind of cool and that's those are the kind of things that we should do um along with the charity things to give back to our to our listeners and our community i i I really think that that's one of my favorite parts of the job is being able to do that connecting um listeners with artists or experiences or things that we you know that we might take for granted because we do it every day you know what i mean yeah, you're too close to it, and nothing nothing's more rewarding than that. That I mean, that moment that you just shared with that sure. kid, first concert, yeah. and he's like, you know, that he he will he will remember that moment literally for the rest of his life. And you know what's really cool about that? I had an opportunity to talk to um, Brent Smith of Shine Down, um, like I don't know a year ish later, um, just doing a regular radio interview because the, a new song was out or whatever, and I was relaying that experience and he remembered the whole thing how cool is that you know how cool is it that he remembered that venue he remembered meeting that uh that boy that listener and signing stuff and so that's kind of cool too you know that you know that the the rock stars are actually you know remembering those things i had a, a similar not similar moment but um i met uh justin from blue october yeah it was my son's technically my son's like first show we had him outside the the 
the venue and earmuffs on. But we took pictures with my son, myself, my wife, and, and Justin. And then we saw Justin again six months later. Yeah. And it, we had a night out, just my wife and I. And he said, hey, it's so good to see you guys. How is your son doing? Isn't that awesome? It was, it was like, it was incredible. Like, you know, he could, it, it could have been one of those things where he said, like, how are you guys doing? It's great to see you again. Something he probably could just say off the top of his head just to kind of, sure. like, you know, just to be safe. But the fact that he's like, I remember I met you before. How is your son doing? Like, I was like, wow, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. It's awesome. Isn't it? It's a great feeling. But again, I mean, just the, the powerful, um, uh, medium that is music. It's just like a, it's just this amazing well, that. And I think radio in general too, radio and music together. It's a powerful yeah. medium that I think sometimes gets taken for granted, just how much we do connect with people, you know? Yeah. Well, I know it's getting late. It's, uh, I don't want to keep it too much longer, but let's, let's really quick talk about your, your current home. Uh, that is cumulus nice and mm-hmm. X. Um, I mean, there, there have been, some big names on that station over the years. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I'm going to like mention um, names that I'm familiar with from, you know, going back to 04 or maybe even before I was an intern at the weekender, but you know, Freddie Fabry, fast Freddie, um, you know, sausage, Zoe uh, McKay. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's it like uh, Jim bone? Um, massive, massive, um, DJs and the massive personalities, um, staples in our community and on air. Mm-hmm. What's it like to be kind of part of that um, that that list? So I think the best way to answer that question is that you know everyone that's gone through that station or been a part of it has uh, molded the station in some way, right? And has had had some type of effect on it. And it's longevity and you know it's certainly not the same station today that it was back in 2004 or 2010 or when, or whoever's run it each i think each person who's been a part of it has kind of left their mark in one way and it just it kind of keeps morphing and changing based on you know who's there who's not there what the music is like at that given time you know music is different today in 2020 or 2022 whatever than in 2000 or even 2008 2010 right so uh the way i look at it is i'm lucky i mean uh, it, over the entire course of my career i grew up um there are two stations i grew up listening to and i got to work on both of them right there's one station that i listen to the most because it's the style of music that i like and that's where i'm at now um because you know 97.9x didn't exist when i was in high school because i went there 100 i went to high school like 100 years ago but so i'm lucky in that respect that you know i worked on the two stations that i listened to growing up i'm working now running a station that i listened to personally because it's the kind of music i like i hope that you know uh whatever we're doing now um you know people like and that you know i'll ultimately leave my mark and you know in some way that they'll remember you know at long past whenever i'm done at 97.9x or you know hopefully which won't be for a long time but or you know until i retire or whatever but they'll remember this block the same way or me the same way that they remembered people that have been there before you know and much the same you know wherever else i've gone to because there are still people that will come up to me and say oh you know i used to listen to you when you were with rocky and sue best morning you know team ever i agree you know, I, I thought we were the best at that time. Uh, and I loved being a part of that show. Um, 
And I loved being a part of what we did at Fuzz um, because we were doing cool stuff. And I love being a part of what I do at 97.9X because I think we're doing cool stuff. And hopefully, you know, when my time is done there, people will think, wow, that was really cool what you did. And, you know, you hear, the, hear that here and there, people that were at, at events or promos that we've done and had a good time. You know, we we helped, you know, we've gotten to be a good uh, partner and supporter of Another Day Dons who won, uh, you know, our uh, corporate next to rock thing, you know, and they, they got to go out to LA and be out for the finals. And we've got to have a relationship with those guys. And we've gotten, you know, fairly close to the guys in Motionless and White. They're very gracious anytime they're in town with their time with us. And we try to support them as much as possible. So hopefully, you know, uh, at the end of the day, I'll have left my mark much like McKay has, you know, people will still remember McKay. Hopefully 20, 30 years from now, people will still remember Mike Duffy, you know, and that, you know, our time at the station was memorable. I mean, that's really all you can ask for. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you're part of a roster that's, I mean, yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, I, I'm very fortunate that I get to be, you know, alongside some of those people and pick a station, you know, I mean, everybody at all the stations I've worked at uh, are pretty talented and I'm lucky to be a part of them in whatever way it was, however big or small it was, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not digging ditches. I don't really feel like I have a real job. You know, I, yeah. I like to make that joke all the time that, you know, I could have a real job. Right. Um, and I have had a real job and it sucked. So <laughs> for those two straight weeks, it sucked, <laughs> you know? Well, not only are you a radio personality and have been for several, several years, uh, you are also, uh, and you can kind of touched on it before a musician. Yeah. Uh, and I can't remember the names of, of, Oh or, my God. The, I've, I've had, there's, there's been so many stupid names for bands. In high school, I was in a band called Beachfront Property. I was, you know, uh, I was in a band called That's Little good, Purple Sheep. I like that name, Beachfront Property. You like property. Beachfront Property? That's really yeah. good. Yeah, I like yeah. that. It, the, the press photo wasn't where I had a pink uh, golf shirt. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> and that acid wash sense. jeans. Yeah, bring and it a back. big uh, permed mullet. That was not good. Bring it back um, for tomorrow. Bring that out. No. Uh, let's see. The Little Purple Sheep. I was in a band with the Live Act Brothers called Balls. That was fun. That was crazy. Uh, the last band I played in, Los Amigos, where we Los all wore luchador wrestling. Yeah, luchador I... wrestling masks. That was a and, good time. And you've gotten on stage with uh, some uh, local bands at some local showcases. Can we expect that uh, from you uh, tomorrow night? It's funny you say that because I threw that idea out to Dave from Kendall in the Dark. He's like, yeah, I'd be totally down with that if we rehearsed it first. I'm like, yeah, we don't have time for that. So we'll do it another day. Um, yeah, I mean, it probably won't happen. Honestly, it's it's a good it's good that he said we should rehearse first because, A, I don't want to make them look bad by my sloppy playing. And B, I'm going to be busy tomorrow running around. I've got a lot of stuff to do during the actual event itself to make sure that everything's supposed to go the way it goes. So it's probably better that I focus on that and not whether my guitar is in tune and whether I know what song we're playing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, some, some days it'll be fun to get back out there where there's, there's always talk about the, uh, the Los Amigos reunion happening where, you know, Loco Miguel and uh, the champ and Tito will get back together and do something. One of these days we will, but. Uh, well, I think enough time has passed. You guys could probably just do that under the radar, completely under the radar. But no, like, you can't do that under the radar. You have to go big or go home with Los Amigos. No, you could do No, but like you, you, you could actually start it all over again. You could be like this new band that came out of nowhere. Like these, like, like, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but like you guys could like be like this up and coming thing that, you know, 
my generation knows, or there you go. before that, but like this new generation would have no clue. Oh no, they would. The hell are these guys? <laughs> these masked idiots wearing That'd luchador be, wrestling but, masks. But they would do. They they would get a kick out of it. They would be like, let's take photos. Like they would. They would. Oh yeah. Like selfies all day. Like I'll would, be honest with you, that was probably one of if not the most fun ever because it was just so ridiculous the selection of songs the idiotic things we would say and do we were sponsored by cuervo and it was just crazy yeah it was fun it was good times for sure that's, that's amazing yeah for sure um i know that when uh we worked together you were a big fitness nut are you still, still in fitness oh yeah oh yeah yeah i used to uh i used to be a personal trainer and uh that was fun for a couple of years until it got to be, you know, a lot of work when you're trying to do your real job yep. and have clients at the same time. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I, there, you know, you want to know, you want to honestly know why I got uh, into being fit. This is not the greatest story, but it's, it's, it's the truth. So back when I was at Karasi, I was doing this stunt with Snedeker in the backyard, coldest day of the year. We were doing um, a polar plunge. He had a kiddie pool filled with water. It was stupidly cold. I had a yeah. bathing suit on and a life vest. And at that time in, I don't know, sometime in the 2000, early 2000 or something like that, um, I wasn't in the best of shape. So, uh, you know, cause you're married for a few years. I, I, I'm not really one that drinks beer. You know that. Um, but I went through like a craft brew phase because, you know, Rocky's into craft brew and beer. So I thought I would try it. So we had something to talk and hang out and stuff. But anyway, so I wasn't in the best of shape and I was on TV wearing just this life jacket <clears throat> and swim trunks and jumped in and did the bit. And then when I got back to the radio station, a listener called in and called me out on it about, you know, having a gut and, mm. you know, this and that. I'm like, wow, that's incredibly embarrassing. I went out and hired my first personal trainer the next day and got in shape. And then over the course of that, thought, well, if I'm paying all this money for personal trainers and I used to run track in high school and stuff, I should get back into running and that turned into racing. And after, at that point, it's just been, you know, nonstop since, you know, I also look at it as I'm not getting any younger. And if I want to be able to chase my kids around and you will soon see this when your kids start to play sports and you have to chase them around the house and they get faster than you, you always want to be able to keep up. That's how you do it. So, and I want to live till I'm a hundred. So, yeah, well, maybe I should contact you uh, outside of this because um, <laughs> I'm at, well, so I got in the best shape of my life when I was 30. Um, I remember at the boxing thing. Yep. I'm approaching 40. So that was a decade ago, which I want to vomit even saying out loud and thinking about it. Um, but just, I'll, I'll tell a story because it just happened within the past three weeks. Um, my son, uh, brought home from school a uh, drawing of our family. And uh, when he said, hey, I, I drew a picture of our family, I, I looked at it really quickly because I wanted to see if he drew four people because this was like shortly after our daughter was born. And initially he yeah. was like, he was like still on the fence about the whole thing. So I saw that there were four people. I'm like, this is amazing. Like he drew his baby sister in this, this photo of her family. Like, like nothing, nothing bad can happen now. I was wrong. He uh, begins to tell me who's in the picture. He goes, this is mommy. This is me. This is London. And this is you with the big belly. <laughs> he, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh, but it is funny because kids have no filter, dude. <laughs> so, I'm, so here I am like, so he literally drew it. And it's weird because like the, the torso of my 
of him or my wife is actually like wider than I am, but he drew like he like highlighted with his crayon the area of the belly. Like so it's like he like made it a point to call out the belly. And I'm like, I you know, I haven't done anything about it yet because I'm like, well, you know, kids are kids and they stay say yeah. they see what they but what they see. But I'm like, I, I look at pictures now and I'm like, God damn it, I am a fat shit. Well, you know, the, the good part about that is it's your, it's never too late to uh, get started on that. You know what I mean? Well, it's funny. I I waited, I waited too long. I was actually, I started doing uh, some kettlebell swings and body weight squats and pushups and stuff like two weeks prior to my, my uh, daughter being born. Uh, And I felt great. I was doing it, but then she was born and that threw everything off. And, you know, name name the other excuse as to why I could. Why you gotta? You know, I'll tell you what. My kids are in sports, and you're constantly busy after work. That's you know, whether it's with them or events or what have you. That's why I get up at you know four twenty and go for a run or go lift or whatever before work because that's the only time you have to get it done. Jesus. <laughs> but you got to get it done. That's why you know. And, and look, here's the thing. Um, the the thing I love about it is that you're you know, at least for running or whatever. You're, you 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 have a long um, window of being able to make gains and progress and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, and I like, I'm going to be 50 in a couple of months. I don't feel 50. I don't feel like I look 50. Um, I don't act 50. I've got a career that keeps me young and having that, you know, I feel better at this age than I did when I was 20 or, you know, when I was a teenager and, you know, when people say that, you know, they don't, they, they're so much better fit wise after they realize that later. Um, you know, and I've been, I've been trying to keep myself in shape for a long time. You know that, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it really, it, it, it is a fountain of youth to help you, uh, you know, move better, move freely, be active, um, later when you, when you get, uh, when you become sedentary, that's when things start to go wrong. So, you know, I don't want to be that person. I want to be able to run with my kids. And, um, hopefully if, you know, my son gets to the point where he's interested in track or cross country, I'll still be able to, you know, chase him down. I'll only be fast, uh, faster than him for so long. You know what I mean? Right. But it helps yeah. keep you young. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, I mean, I, I'm, I'm approaching 40 and I, I, I think, you know, 30 was no big deal to me, but 40 is kind of weighing on me a bit because that whole, <clears throat> I think that whole death thing kind of becomes It's funny more, how that perspective, uh, you know, how they get that perspective. It's a lot more real. It's like, so like, I'm like, let's, how many years do I have? 80 if I'm lucky, right? Let's, let's just, <laughs> just like, call it 80. Dude, right? I'm going to get to 100. I mean, I want to live to 102. I mean, I want to see my my kids grow up, all, all that kind of stuff. But like, let's just say 80 is the number. Like on yeah. average, 80. Let's just call it 80. Sure. Okay. So essentially, my life is halfway over. Yeah, but and you're I, not looking at it the right way. I mean, you've still got 40 years left. I, I from the know, same token, I've still I got 30. And how long does it take I, to get there? I know. But so yeah, many years. But I'm like, out of those 40 years, how many of those are going to be good years? Meaning, like, you know, how many are going to be like no, like no issues, like no, no knee problems, no this, no that. Maybe fifteen. I don't know. I think all of them. I mean, I I have a, a chronic back injury that has nothing to do with fitness. But if you stay, I you know, right. I found if, that if I, if I if I make a change, but if sure. I continue the lifestyle that I have, 
And that's kind yeah, of what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. going to happen. So I'm like, I'm like, man, I got to figure it out. I'm actually looking across the room. Uh, my wife, after we had, after she had our, our second child, she decided she is going to buy a Peloton. Um, <laughs> is it? Are there clothes hanging off of it? <laughs> no, she she uses it. I have not stepped foot on it yet. Uh, you got to find what interests you. I, I think the boxing thing probably worked for you, and that's the other thing. Like, that was hard, people, man. That was hard. It, well, yeah, but you know, it, anything worthwhile is not going to be easy. But the thing is, you know, you got to find what uh, whatever discipline, fitness wise, is what is uh, what works best for you. I love to run. I like to lift, so yeah. that's what I do. Some people hate running, like literally hate it. Um, so that's not the way for them to get into shape. Some people love playing tennis, you know, it's just about what you like and that you're willing to be, you know, consistent that consistency is the key. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you talk about like everyone can work out, they they could find the time to do it. And that, that's true. It's very, very true. Um, the thing about me is I am not going, I am not going to wake up in the morning an hour before I have to start the day. Not going to happen for me. So then I work all day. I come home and then it's like, you know, my wife's home all day with the, with the child, at least until she goes back to work. So like I get home and I relieve her of the, the baby. Sure. She makes dinner. We do family stuff. We eat dinner. Like I make sure that I spend time with my son. Cause I don't want him to think that the, the new baby is going to over, overstep, you know, the life that he's had for four and a half years. Um, but then we do bed, you know, baths, bedtime. Then it's like nine o'clock. So if I'm not doing one of these at nine o'clock, where you know we're approaching twenty to eleven right now, you know, on nice I'm not doing podcasts. I actually enjoy sitting down with my wife, um, whether we're watching TV or literally talking about our lives, whether it's you know our son who's in preschool and you know the future that we want to have for him and the future we want to have for our daughter. It's like I really genuinely enjoy those conversations. So it's like. Can I find the time? Yes. But it's also like, there's like these moments in my life that are a priority, but I should make my health a priority as well. So it's, 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 it's a lot of different things. Well, you do because those, those things that you and your wife talk about that you want to have for your kids aren't going to happen if you're not here to make them happen. Right. You're right. hundred percent. It's, it's, and it's you know, the other thing, and the other thing too, is you're not a fan of getting up early. Some people aren't. I, I hate, I don't like working out at night if I don't have to, I much rather get it out of the way early, but what about midday? I mean, there's a couple of places you could go that are close by Axelrad to get a lift in if that's what you want to do. Um, maybe use your lunch break for that. I don't know your schedule, but obviously you can do things like that. It's a good idea. Maybe instead of eating. Instead of that's eating, why, I, that's why I don't get paid the big personal trainer bucks anymore. <laughs> maybe I should work out instead of eating. That's or, well, I mean, you got to eat, got to fuel the furnace. I know, I know, carbs. But carbs, yeah. yeah, all that kind of stuff, all that kind of good stuff. I get it. Yeah, you'll get there. Hopefully. I mean, I, I got to figure it out for sure. I got to figure it out. It's, it's every day I say that every day, like it, it's not, it, it's there. There will come that moment for you. Like I think, uh, and uh, truly, I think this happens for everybody. People that w- say they want to get in shape, but have struggled to find the right um, motivation or the right reason or the, the thing that pushes them finally to do it. You just got to find that right moment. For me, it was that getting called out by a listener uh, and never wanting to have that happen again or know what that, 
sounds like you'll find yours at some point whether it'll be i don't know maybe when your son starts playing a sport and you want to do it with him and you realize maybe you're not the best shape to do that he's running circles around you whatever the kid you'll eventually find it is my point yeah you know and then you'll be off to the races you just need to find it yeah and it's different for everybody i understand you're right i'll get that <laughs> i don't think you've ever said that i'm right before ever that's not true <laughs> maybe I, once or twice <laughs> I, I genuinely like you outside of your puns yeah it's funny how that works right i'm a, I'm a reasonably likable guy you are. outside of my puns and my uh habit of trying to be annoying intentionally <laughs> no. i mean no, no it's 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 a pleasure knowing you it's it's an honor uh to be able to call you a friend of mine uh we share a love for jason statham that's uh oh most, dude uh, most <laughs> probably don't or should do you do you remember the contest we entered where we both won a copy of a book about him and a poster do you remember oh, that we got the poster i still have that i think it's actually in my daughter's uh closet i have it too um, in my basement of collection of stuff i'm not uh, sure that was i don't know signed. where the book went I don't, I they don't weren't. Think, they were supposed to be, and they never came signed. Remember? I don't think I got a book either. I don't. I don't yeah, I got the book, book, but both were supposed to be signed. Neither one were, and then I went on a rant of, on Twitter about it. Oh, that's it, because yeah. <laughs> but um, that's right. Did we go see one of his movies together too? Probably hell, shouldn't admit that on yeah, your podcast. Homefront. Homefront. Home Great with my, movie with, with my wife, who also your wife. actually liked the movie as well. And, and, and that's right. I was a third wheel because my wife wouldn't go. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> she does not buy into Jason Statham like we do. But Jill did uh, watch. Uh, I, I brought a movie when I when I came back to Shamrock because I had left Shamrock for about six months. Uh, I came back to Shamrock. Um, and we, uh, I brought over a movie called Wild Card. Yes. To your house. That's right. You came to my house and we watched that. That's terrible. right. It was terrible. It was, it was, it was terrible, terrible but it was so bad. It was good. But it was me, you, my wife, your wife. And, yeah. um, yeah, we had a good time. It was awesome. That's awesome. I forgot about that. That's Actually, great. I don't know if I was even married yet. I think we were just engaged. I don't think, you, I don't know. I don't remember. Well, I was going to say, we I don't think you were, but I don't remember. But that's funny, but dude, good it's, times, it's, man. Yeah, it's 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 been it's it's a pleasure knowing you. Um, it's it's thanks, man. I, I've known I've known of you for twenty some years. I've I've worked with you for you know five whatever it was, and and I've obviously known you since then too. But um, I, I I'm I'm glad you've always been able to you know land on your feet and kind of in a better situation than the one that you had, you know unfortunately left and i say unfortunately because it wasn't your choice but it was a good it was a good thing for you yeah and things always work out the way they're supposed to you know exactly. i never would have thought when i got let go of KRZ the first time that i would be here ultimately and um if you had told me then this is what i'd be doing I'm like I don't, why would i want to do that but now if you uh, like why wouldn't i you know yeah. i'm afforded a great opportunity to do something that not a lot of people get to do and i'm still doing it after i don't know 27 26 i don't know whatever it is getting started in 1995 i'm still doing radio with some minor time off here and there you know yeah so it's all, i can't it's all, complain it's all good man i mean i i don't think i would have uh you know said i'd be i, I mean i wish i mean back when i was at the weekender i wanted to you know retire there i wanted to yeah I was never one to like, I, I didn't want multiple jobs and multiple different things. Like, you know, my parents, you know, started at like 15 and then they retired uh, when they were, you know, my mom retired at 64. My dad unfortunately passed away when he was 52. But like, they were lifers in their careers. Like, 
I, I went from you know Weekender to Shamrock to eBay Enterprise to Shamrock to you know where I am at Axelrad. But like, I never thought I'd be at Axelrad. But like the the amount of freedom that I have there, like I've I'm able to coach my son's t-ball team, and I've never missed sure. a soccer. And those things are important. That's so important stuff. I, I've, yeah. I've never like I, I have such a great um you know gig there, and, and the freedom to be able to like. If I had to start working at seven in the morning to to leave at three or four, I can do that. Where, you know, in the in the position I was at in radio, like they wanted to see you there from like eight thirty to five thirty, no ifs, ands, or buts. And it's like, as a, as a hundred percent commission sales rep, this kind of seems silly to me. Um, I mean, you have my report card at the end of the day uh, as to how I'm performing. Um, you shouldn't even want to see me ever. You should just make sure that I'm selling and, and meeting my goals, but. What I'm getting at is like it's a, it's a where we've we've found our places in life, and um, I'm I'm glad that we're able to continue to you know have a connection and and work in these areas that you know I say work I, I, I don't get paid to do this, but it's a passion for me to to sure. do this podcast, and thank you for for taking. No, man, I'm, I I was I've been waiting patiently for my invitation, so thank you for having me. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. It makes me feel like that I'm, what I'm doing is worth it. But uh, yeah, man, it was a good chat. Ryan Seacrest, I appreciate your time today. Absolutely. It's not going to land. It's not going to land. Uh, well, you know, Seacrest out. We'll see you after the break. That kind of stuff. I need land. a spiky hair for that. Didn't fucking land. God damn it. <laughs> Anyone who's just listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Duffy looks like Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, among other people I hear. I thought I thought I thought I was gonna chuckle out of that, but I guess not. That's funny. But dude, it's uh good times, good talk. You've, you've got a long yeah. day tomorrow. Uh best and of dude, my quick. literally my battery is about to die. So if I if I suddenly stop talking, it's not because I hate you. <laughs> let's, let's call it a night. Thank All you so right, much. Man. Best best of luck tomorrow at Montage. Thanks. Locals only Make sure live. you come out. <sighs> I only get some. I get it. I get it. Next time. Best of luck. Raise a lot of money for uh, cancer cancer research. And and, uh, we will continue doing great things, man. I'll see you soon. You too, buddy. All right. Take care. All right. Take care. Yeah.